This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard, and with me today, Nick Campton. Hello. We're in the business of misery. Let's take it from the top. And with us to preview all things Cronulla Sharks, uh, Sydney Morning Herald journalist and diehard Cronulla Sutherland fan, Sarah Keegan, welcome. Well, we're in the business of misery. So, you know, and on top of that, big yeah. fan of Paramore. We might as yeah. well mention it. How, you no, didn't no, like the new, neither of us, <laughs> neither of us loved the new album, but I will listen to it a few more times. Uh, you, you accuse me of not enjoying when people progress past things just because I didn't like the Paramore album that came out this year. Yeah, I did say that. And yeah, I was wrong. But that's okay. Uh, we've I all been never, wrong. I have never heard you say that before. Well, I was I about never, to say I have the never same heard thing. You just oh, I mean, flat out what, say, yeah, I was wrong. I've yeah, never well, heard it. we're all wrong sometimes. We've been friends for six years. I've not heard it once. Okay, but we're all, we're all wrong sometimes. But something that Sarah and I were not wrong about last year was that the Cronulla Sharks would be good. And team of the podcast for 2022 did not let us down. They finished second. They had a great season. The finals. We don't need to talk about that part. But all in all, Sarah. Um, did last year's campaign, I mean, did it live up to your expectations when we talked about them before the season started? Well, okay. First off, I just want to say on this podcast, I have a bone to pick with you and Mitch from last year. Okay. Both of you were making fun of me because I said the Sharks were going to come fifth. Fifth. That's all I, I was I asking I don't think for I made fun of you. Fifth. I had them sixth. Why would I have made fun of you? Yeah, but you were still being like that little bit of like Bungard condescension where it's like, oh, you no, know. Oh, that's just included. You should know that by yeah, now. That's just like part like, of the package. You know, people should be able to dream. Mm. You know, that sort of shit. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. You know what? Get I think it. I did say that. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I said fifth and I remember Mitch saying 10th and yeah. he was like, no, no way. Oh, that's ridiculous that you're saying fifth. Yeah. So I just want to put that on the record. Well, you can. I was right. um, You're wrong. I must say, I've never heard of this Mitch Doyle. Yeah, I'm not sure who you're talking about. But frankly, um, he sounds made up. Every every everything um, I hear about it makes him sound worse and worse. If you want to continue with these delusions, Sarah, then that is fine. Well, I mean, you can just use Campo. He also didn't think the Sharks would make the eight last year to the point where he bet me that his mighty Canberra Raiders would finish above them and finish above them. Raiders did beat them twice. They did. Well, did they finish? While we're putting things on the record. Let's put that right. I don't think there. you need to in put that on the record. That's already time. on the record <laughs> in the like season result in the almanac for 2022. Well, I am glad it is on the record. Though. Okay, but let's jump ahead to 2023, the Cronulla Sharks. Um, look, people, I think the soft draw stuff did get overblown a little bit, but it does yeah. matter who you play, and it does matter that you only have to play the good teams once, and that you got to play like Penrith without like half their team and like a mm-hmm. bunch of origin affected games fell in your favor and all that stuff that does matter. But at the same time, you still got to win the games. So Nick, I mean, you're not a huge fan of the sharks, but I, I mean, you, we, we know how Sarah and I feel about this, but how did, how did you feel about those comments last year? Did you think that they were mostly justified or do you think it honestly went too far? Uh, I think, the soft draw stuff can be overblown because the Sharks won a shitload of games last year. They finished 18 and six. And if it was that easy to win 18 games, then fucking everyone would do it, wouldn't they? So I, I think it was it was a little bit overblown, especially I, I really didn't like in the lead up to that Sharks-Cowboys game how people were calling it the fraud bowl and saying, you know, neither of these teams are for real. It's like they won all these games. 
if you win the games, you are for real. Like that's kind of just how all this works. But I do think the Sharks got a couple of breaks along the way. And that's sort of, it just sort of brought them a little bit further along than where I think they actually were. So I, if, you were, if, if you're assessing the talent of that team and what they did last season in a vacuum, I would say that they were probably the fifth or sixth best team in the competition, which is where Sarah had them at the start of the year. So big ups to Sarah. But because they got to have that that little bit of good fortune where they play the, play the Storm without their origin guys, they play the Cowboys without their origin guys, they didn't have any origin players of their own in that great run they had at the end of the season where they won... 10 out of their last 11 or something like that. They only played the three top eight teams. They only played um, two of those teams at anything close to full strength, which was Penrith and Souths. And they lost to Penrith and they beat Souths in Golden Point. So I think it it it, it may be flattered to deceive a little bit. I don't know if they, in terms of like roster quality, they were the second best team in the competition. But I think calling them a pack of frauds who should slither back down the gutter whence they came is also a little bit too far. I think they're a team that's still in development. I don't think we're at the final form of mm. this Sharks side mm. just yet, which is why I think they're one of the more interesting teams for this season. And one of the most interesting things about this season is that they're one of these teams that has had basically no squad turnover at all. Like they've made a couple of depth signings and Andrew Fafida and Aiden Tolman retired and they lost Lockie Miller like a week before the season started. And that's about it. But that now is kind of emerging as a little bit of a problem with the K Dyke situation as well. So Sarah is, is, I mean, do you have any concerns like based on that or just in general about areas that you kind of needed to strengthen? Or did you think that the roster is as it is now, as it was last year, strong enough and that they just need some more time together? Or, I mean, what are you worried about for this year? I think um, what Campo said as well about it being an exciting side, one to watch, I think that's what is outside the camp, but it's also what's in the camp. And I think that's why we haven't seen these huge changes is because we know this is, you know, a club that's building up, building up. And I think what they had last year wasn't necessarily, there was nothing problematic about it. There was definitely some rooms for improvement, but there wasn't something, you know, particularly wrong. It was just, you know, a new, a pretty fresh sort of put together squad that had a lot of new things going for it. And I think it just needs some time to settle. And I think that's why we haven't seen massive changes this year is because I think we just need a bit more time. Mm. Um, I think that, you know, one thing that I will probably say that Kepo probably will not agree with is that I think my worry is that Andrew Fader's gone games. now. You'll be oh, too good. It'll just destroy the lit. Like there'll just be no one who can be competitive mm. with it. Look, that's my you know worry what? too. I'm always worried about that. Maybe league will just go down the drain. Because, yeah. You know, it'll just be blowout games. No. What I was going to say is, I guess, Andrew Fafita retiring doesn't seem like a huge deal in terms of the squad. But I think in terms of the heart of the Sharks and being the heart of the Shire, I mean, that's what got us to the 2016 Premiership in a way. And he's been such a hero for us, regardless of some indiscretions. Um, you know, that 2016 try is always going to be in the heads of Sharks fans and he's in the heads of mm. all juniors coming through. And I think, you know, getting rid of him is kind of pushing on from that premiership team. So rebuilding that all over again. And I guess for me, it's my that sort of worry has been lessened with um, the extension of Fitzgibbon's um contracts because I think 
it's really good that stability equals sort of, you know, the possibility and the, the talk of a premiership. But mm. I guess that's my worry is just it's all sort of starting again and I worry that our next premiership is getting further and further away. Well, yeah, and I you am, mentioned I am given there. to hear this pessimism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I really am. You, you mentioned Fitzgibbon there. I think that's, I mean, a great example of a club just backing their guy and giving mm. him the time that you talked about. Um, I mean, we still don't fully know, but he's passed all his tests so far as a coach with flying colours, and there's no reason to doubt him going forward, I don't think. Um, no. Nick, were you shocked at all that they got this business done so far in advance? No. No, not at all. It was his first year last year and they finished second. Like, where were they? Where were they the year before that? You know, they were on the outside of the eight looking in. There's a reason that there was such a big queue to sign Fitzgibbon. Like, he was the hottest up and coming coach. It wasn't named Cameron Serraldo, you know. And Fitzgibbon doing so well last year and getting so much out of so many guys is a big reason why I'm a lot higher on Cronulla than I was last year because mm. Fitzgibbon now to me is something of a, a proven commodity. And if you talk to the players and the way that they talk about Fitzgibbon and the impact he's had so many on, on so many of their careers in such a short time. Like, of course you'd lock up a guy like that. You know, some, some, some clubs go years and years and years without finding a coach that they believe in and that they really back. So if you think you've got one and there's no doubt, then lock it in, you know, like Sarah, I do have to disagree with you about Fafita. I understand he's the, I understand he's the rose colored boy and all that sort of thing. And you guys love him to death and everything, but and I appreciate everything he brought off the field too. That's really that that stuff's really important. I actually think fans underrate a lot of that stuff. But to me, part of the reason that Cronulla fell apart in the finals last year is they were a bit thin in the forwards, and they were a bit thin in the forwards because they carried for theater and they carried Tolman, mm-hmm. and those guys were probably more impactful off the field than on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. when we got to that second week of the semis, and Royce Hunt, who came from absolutely fucking nowhere to be their most important running forward. He got ruled out. All of a sudden, you can't just have Fafita go out there and vibe it up for 20 minutes. You need him to do stuff. And he just couldn't anymore because he's got, you know, the knees of a, I don't know, (laughs) what's something that doesn't have knees. He's got the knees of like some sort of reptile or something like that. You know, like there was was just nothing doing there anymore. Snake. I was going to say snake, but then if I call him a snake, it sounds like I'm impugning. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, do lizards have snakes? Do lizards have snakes? <laughs> the lizards have snakes. I guess we'll never know. Well, we'll never know. So, One of the great so, questions of life. Yeah, I feel like they got all the juice out of the lemon with Fafita and to a lesser extent Tolman as well. Losing yep. those guys creates the opportunity for somebody to come in and fill that void and fill it in a way that can be a little bit more productive. And like, I don't know who that's going to be because I'm mm. not 100% across the ins and outs at the very bottom of the Sharks roster. But there's someone like... um. Tom Hazelton, who debuted last year, he's this big front rower, bald as an egg, wraps his head up in tape. He looks like he's from 1984, carries the ball really strongly and seems like the kind of guy who come in and make an impact tomorrow. And they need to find more guys like that. They need to yeah. find yeah. cheap front rowers that they can throw into the meat grinder who can hold their own. You know what I mean? They need to find mm-hmm. another Royce Hunt, another Toby Rudolph, because yeah. when I look at this roster, the thing that, the thing that gives me pause is their lack of, power in the middle like i know they got dale finugan and they got cam mm. mckinnis and they're both super tough and we love them we love those guys mm. but i can't get the image out of my mind of cam murray just blasting past dale finugan in the finals last mm. year and cam, mm. cam murray can do that to nearly everyone in the comp yeah he couldn't do that to dale finugan until mm. that very night so i think finugan and mckinnis now age into those 
Tolman for feeder roles where they mm. provide a lot of leadership and a lot of stuff off the field, maybe not as much on. So mm. that's yeah. kind of that's kind of where I'm at with the Sharks. To me, so much of their season rests on on how they fill those gaps. I don't well, think... I'm talking, speaking of, I guess, the, the new players coming in, and we've Kofusi's coming in from the Eels to kind of feel that board pack. Um, and I think that it's a good signing for the Sharks. It's like one of the only ones we made that were of semi-interest. To I mean, bear. it's pretty much the only signing you've made that's Literally. like going to go that's straight into your people are like, okay, fine. You, you came second last year. You don't need a whole lot of no. squad turnover. But I think that with Kafusi, that's yeah. a guy that in like round 15 – He's the kind of guy that like people might just turn and go, oh, geez, that's been like a pretty good signing for Cronulla. Like this is a guy that yeah. played every game exactly. for Parramatta, started a World Cup final a couple of months ago. Like, you know, he he really did improve a lot as a player in 2022. And it's a guy that yeah. I think for 400k, getting a guy like him and his output in a position that you really need a depth in yeah. is, is a good a, bit of business. It's not a sexy yeah. buyer, but it's like a necessary one. It's you know it's a necessarily it? one, and it's also you know, something that could be exciting, could be an easy slot in. He's, you know, played in the grand final last year. Like, just might be something interesting and I guess something to watch this season. You know what they said? You know, dare I say, could it be Matt Pryor-esque? Ooh. Perhaps. You remember, like, Perhaps. I remember they, they signed Matt Pryor. Yeah, I remember yeah. they signed Matt Pryor in grand final week of 2015. And I was like, I could not care about anything less than I do about the Sharks signing a serviceable at best front rower. Dragons legend Dragons. Matt Pryor. And then he went to the Sharks and he just turned into a fucking lumberjack. Yeah. <laughs> was great for him when they won the comp. He was really good in that 2016 run. Personally yeah. beat the shit out of Canberra on multiple occasions. So maybe like that, those are the sorts of signings that take you from Played Origin. the fifth. Yeah. Oh God, he did too. Don't remind me about that. One. <laughs> those are the kinds of signings that take you from fifth, sixth in the competition yeah. in terms of roster quality to the absolute top. I've got a theory. I've got a theory, a take that I want to lay on you, okay? And it's related to this. Give it to me. Okay. So they need something in the middle, right? They And I, I would really like to see them get a very dynamic presence, a tackle buster, an offloader, someone who can surge into the teeth of the fence and really cut some people up, like hit them with the lightning and maybe they'll come alive. Sure. I want to, I want CSIP Italic guy to move to lock. Okay, I was like, when you were doing that preamble, I was like 40% sure you were going to say Paul Gallen was going to come out of retirement. <laughs> That's but... my backup plan. That's my backup plan. He's still um, got it, baby. I think Talakai will never have a never have a run as good playing centre that he did in the first half of last year. That will never happen again. I think he absolutely caught lightning in a bottle. He's a huge dude. He hits hard. You might be onto something there. It just depends. I mean, I'm not fully across their outside back depth either. Like, is that because he was a weapon for them, especially in the first half of the season? Is he a guy they can afford to lose in that back line? Well, he like here's why I think he is. So he did have that great run for him where he yeah. was just like killing people. It was great. I loved it. You loved it. I loved it. We all loved it. <laughs> and he was really strong, even though he didn't quite get to those fight, those spectacular heights. He was really good in yardage the whole season. I'm pretty sure he was. Oh, he's made really up there in the league yeah. with um, average meters and total meters yeah. gained and all that sort of thing. And I, I don't, and I, I, you know, normally I don't like weakening a strength to strengthen a weakness, but I think with the quality of the spine, particularly with Moylan and Hines working together, and when they work together as well as they did last year, and when they've got Teague Wilton on that edge, who already gives them a lot of strike because he runs mm. really good lines, they've got crazy Ron Mulatalo, who I thought was fantastic last year. I think they can get away with just having a solid dude 
at center. And maybe yeah. that's Connor Tracy or maybe that's somebody else. Maybe it's Kyle Iroh or something like that. Mm. But then if you move Talakai to lock and you've got Fanukin, uh playing prop up front, all of a sudden your middle is vastly more dangerous. Yeah. And if you can if you can really punch holes in the middle with them, imagine imagine like Rudolph takes the first hit up and then it's Talakai against the tre- retreating defensive line and then they swing it out the left. Like, fucking hell, Sarah, it could be you or me at centre and we'd probably be able to walk over the line True. a couple of times. True. The you know what I mean? Talakai, so- I mean, he was, he was such a, he just became such a legend so quickly and he became such a fan favourite so quickly. It kind of, I don't know, kind of dissipated for me. Like, it was very exciting mm. for a very small amount of time and then it kind of just disappeared. And I didn't mm. know if it was kind of, you just had some really cracking, you know, games and we're going to see more of that this season. Well, the, or was that kind of it for him? Was he, that his bloody months? He scored six tries in the first seven rounds. And then in the rest of the season, he only scored two tries. You got to, you got to remember that before he got moved to the center, well, he played back row for Souths when he debuted. Yeah, he, he, he did, but he, he was, a, he was a center back when he was at Souths. But you got to remember since he came back into the first grade with Cronulla, he's been a back rower and then occasionally a middle. And he hadn't played in the centers consistently until this happened. And it was one of those things where I can't remember who it was, but one of their centers got injured. So they moved Talakai out there and they're like, this will just do for a couple of weeks. He can do a job. And then he turned into like Mal Meninga, Greg Inglis, Tong and Jesus. And it was great. Again, it was great. We all loved it. Mm. I don't think that that's a sustainable thing for him in that position. And I want to, I want to kind of get the most out of him as a player. And I think you get the most out of him as a player if he's just touching the ball more. We know he can handle it physically because he's like a yep. he's like a refrigerator with legs. I know he, fitness might be a problem, you know. Get but like, but he is a very mobile player. I like. I don't think they'll do this. This is just some guy on a podcast talking about it. Not the not the guy that's going to lead Cronulla to a premiership. And Craig Fitzgibbon is probably too smart to do something this stupid. But. I don't know. It's it's a possibility. I sort of stumbled on the other day, and it's it's intrigued me. It has. A lot more stupid things have happened in rugby league, Campo. That's true. That's that's what we should all remember. That. Yeah. yeah. I want, uh, can we get that on the record, please? Yeah, that yeah. one we can put on the record. Yeah, I I don't think it will be hard times for for the Sharks at all. But I mean, are you expecting any regression, Sarah? And if so, sort of how much? Um, I think I'm worried again. Like we we talked a bit about the draw at the start, I know, but I think that again we've kind of been given a pretty soft draw. Um, and I just I just don't know if you know we've got Rabbitohs, Cowboys, Raiders. That's the only top eight teams that we meet twice. So I'm kind of worried that we're going to get lulled into this again, hmm. and it's gonna be it's gonna be about making statements against the the top teams this time. Like we can't just kind of you know, waver through and then get to the finals and then you win you know, finals, it'll yeah. go to, yeah, it, it'll all get, go to shit again. We've got to make those statements. We've got to make those big plays, big games happen. Um, the only other things I think that could be a problem is we had lots of errors last year. Um, that needs to be improved. And we had a pretty low completion rate considering. Um, so I think those are going to be obviously the things they're working on right now. But I think that all these kind of things can just build up to us having the exact same season as we did last year. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of potential yeah. for that. But um, I, I mean, look, you love positioning Cronulla as the underdog. 
How can you still be the underdogs <laughs> after finishing second? This is like when like Travis Kelsey was out there saying that no one thought the Chiefs could win the Super Bowl. When Tom Brady was out there saying no one believed in the New England Patriots. How can you still be the underdogs after finishing second last year? I just don't think that if you look at other teams that are in contention mm. for top four, I just think, you know, you've got teams that have, you know, massive name players that people walking on the street know. And that's what I always think. Like the current Dally M medal winner. Yeah, Sarah, no, this look, is where this okay. is this is where this whole I thing was falls. about to say this is where it all Sam falls apart. For Nico. But no, but but the thing is, Nico now Nico now is one of the most famous players in yeah, rugby okay, league. Okay, I get like, that. But outside of Nico, yeah. I just think you know, not ever not people aren't expecting us to win a premiership. There's no way. You can find people That's on the true. street that go, oh, maybe the Bunnies are going to have it this year. Or, yeah. you know, maybe the Raiders are going to have it this year. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I don't that. think Everyone you're going to be finding anyone saying that. Like, yeah, but I up, believe you would be able to find saying, a punter. This is it, Campo. This is the year. Get nope. ready. Like, I can't, I can't go down the shops without running into four guys like that. <sighs> so I just don't think you're going to find, if you go out to, I don't know, you know, Bungard Street and Mascot, you're going to find many people being like, no, I think the Sharks have got it this year. I just don't think that that's the general consensus in society. And that's why I think that they're a little bit of the underdog given this pack, given this year, yeah. given last year, other than Nico. Obviously, Nico's a star, but <laughs> it I is. Yeah. That's a good point. People, we, live, we do live in a society, and that's we do. Important. No, but we like, that, that's a good point, though. Like, despite their great season and despite having the current talent, there isn't a great deal of pressure on them, in my opinion. No. Like, no one is well, picking them to win the comp. So well, I think. There is and there isn't, and it's in what you said, Sarah. Nico Hines is the biggest star on this team, right? Mm. But he is the biggest star on this team by a huge, 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 laughably huge margin, you mm. know? I, I, do you guys remember when Ponga first went to the Knights, right? And he got the Fox League push. Yes. He was on Matty Wasn't that ad where they were in like a speakeasy? Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was, Caelan Ponga was Fox League's number one boy, and that's where the sort of the, the, I hate saying this, the Kalen Ponga brand, the thing that everybody knows, that's kind of where it started. That's where he went from young YouTube prodigy to one of the biggest names in the game. Also known as the beginning of the end. <laughs> that's right. Well, Fox League, Fox League moved on from Ponga and they yeah. found their new hotness and it's Nico Hines. Exactly. And Nico Hines got that same push last year. And I'm not saying that he didn't deserve it. I'm not saying he didn't deserve a Dalian or anything like that, but he became a really big star really, really quickly. And, there's a there's a long rec track record of guys who have that breakout season and then they never do it again. You know, mm -hmm. Nico Hines last year won the Dalian. He got more votes than in a single season than any other player had ever gotten. <laughs> it was ever. insane. <laughs> it like, was that's insane. Nuts. And he got and he got that many votes because there were Cronulla games where they all played pretty well, and the person watching it thought, you know what, Nico Hines is there and he's really great, so I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Uh, it's uh, not to say he didn't deserve the Dalian. He had a great season, fantastic no. season. He's a really, he's a really, really great player. But because of that, because yes. he got dragged into the star-making machine and he got like lifted up on everyone's shoulders and borne home shoulder high, now he now he has to carry that. And the honeymoon is over. And he's got to, if he doesn't produce what he did last year, then everyone's everyone's going to come for him and come for him pretty hard because that's what happens when you're at the top. That's what happens when you're at the top. Everyone that's what you get. Come after you. So, it does. So while I I agree with you that as a team, there's probably not a heap of pressure on Cronulla, 
there is a shitload of pressure on on Nico Hines. And because of how important he is to that team, how he deals with that pressure will kind of determine if they, dare I say it, sink or swim. Mm. And I think the I think sharks the, swim. Sharks <laughs> swim. They look hey, there you go. There's your headline. Can we, but can I think we get also, that on the record, please. There's also a lot of pressure on Nico to to make Maddie Moylan a star. I mean, he had such a great season. He really and we did. Seen, and we haven't seen that from him. Yeah. And so I thought, not I even just to make Sorry, him. Sarah. No, it's, like, it's not even to make him amazing and to make sure he's performing. He's got a he's got now this pressure on him to make. Moisa perform and you know that's a hell of a lot of pressure to you know make sure not only the team and the club not only you're performing but also your house partner so yeah I thought Moylan's season last year was actually his best season in first grade in a, yeah, yeah. Dead set, like, I'm not, like not in a while I'm saying ever mm. you yeah. know and he and you're right Heinz was a big part of that but I actually thought Moylan was a big part of what Heinz was doing as well I didn't think it would work as a combination but they ended up really finding mm. something yeah. So maybe that is maybe that's some maybe that's how they can build on on last year. Maybe that Moylan Hines combination can improve and they can lean on that a little bit more. I don't know. But I Sarah, I do think you've landed on something when you say you you want to see this team really get tested against the top sides. Yeah. Like you want to see them in the hard, hard times. And to do that, you've got to hit rock bottom just a little bit. And I'm I'm kind of with you. I'm I, I don't think I'll make up my mind on the sharks until we almost get to the finals you know yeah. what i mean because I, yeah. I i'm i'm with you i gotta see him go through the shit i gotta see him really lock horns with the best and and see what they've got you know because i do think this is a team that's still very far from what they'll end up becoming and it's hard because it's they've come so infrequently at the moment last year mm. and this year and that's you know not a bad thing obviously but it is hard because you don't know what you're going to be like by the end of the season if you don't have those tests and don't see them down the deep and you don't really know what team you've got come finals if you don't get those tests. And, yeah, I feel like there's definitely a danger there, as I said. Yeah. I mean, we know that they're not running out of time in the sense that this is like a window thing. Like they've all their good players, apart from Moylan, are relatively young. They've locked their coach in mm. forever. Um, yeah. The fullback situation is a little – I think is one to just be a little yeah. bit aware of this year. Like mm-hmm. the King hasn't really kicked on – the way we might have hoped that he would, and now they've lost both his deputy and his third string due yeah. to one of them leaving and one of them getting hurt in like the space yeah. of a couple of days. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that position worries me a little bit. Um, but I think as long as the rest of your spine is good, as we saw with like Souths last year, for example, as long as three of the four guys are sort of good to great, you can get by. Uh, Nick, yeah. is that fair? Sarah? I, I feel like been... you go, Nick, no, no, you go ahead, Sarah. This is the Sharks preview. Let the sharks I, speak. I think that this is something that's worried all Sharks fans. I mean, that that was a brutal couple of weeks. Um, I mean, Kate Dykes getting injured, like he's 21, done his ACL. Like that was his this season would have been amazing for him to just come in, come behind Will Kennedy and you know, just be there. And I feel so sorry for the bloke. He he must be bloody devastated. But there's one thing I will say that I'm really excited about, and I know, you know, everyone has their like, oh, the kid to watch, whatever. But I think one that no one's talked about, uh, except for after trials, was Daniel Atkinson, who we brought in for the Knights trial, and he just slotted in a fullback, and he just took it and just did amazing. And we were all like, who is this young kid? This is a kid that played one game for Melbourne, um, and then played Queensland Cup, and then came 
to the Sharks. And, you know, no one really expected him to be anything. And then he just got put in trials and just made the bloody most of it. I think he was going, this is my one time to shine mm. and I'm just going to make the most of it. So, I mean, we've got Connor Tracy that can come in. You know, we can shift things around. I'm not as worried as I was before trials. Just seeing that there's another young kid out there that can, you know, play fullback if worse comes to worse just gives me that little tiny sense of comfort and I'm not too worried about it now. I feel like there's enough guys in there now that can push around. We've got – the good thing is about our roster this year is we've actually got quite a few diverse players, which is nice because normally we don't. And it's it's nice that, you know, we have just – it's not much depth, but we've got like an inch and I'm okay with it. I'm all right with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's funny with Kennedy. Like, you say he hasn't kicked on like we wanted, Bungard. He was their player of the year in 2021. I know. Like, that's what a, I mean. But he had I an thought unbelievable he, season. I, I, then, but I thought he – Really just stagnated last year. Oh, well, you got to remember last year he had that big suspension when he got sent off in the Warriors game and then he got injured once he came back from that. And then mm. I think he, he came back for the finals and I actually thought he was really underdone. And I mm. thought you could really tell that he wasn't as fit as he as he needed to be. You know, I've yeah. I've been a bit I've been a Will Kennedy believer since I saw him playing for Newtown in about 2019, and I'm too far in to back That's out fair. now. That's true. You know, you I, I do I do think though. There seems to be a perception out there that they need more from their fullback. That can that they need more than what Kennedy can give, and I don't, I don't know what more you could really ask for unless you got one of those really top tier guys, yeah. and they're not easy to get a hold of. So, mm. in closing, I'll go down with the Will Kennedy ship all the way, one hundred percent. Henson Park forever. No, I think he's fine. I just wanted to get uh, I, like because again, like he just has to be okay because the Moylan mm. Moylan's good. Nico Hines is fantastic, and Braley as well. So, yeah, this this spine I think is good enough. Um, uh, I have penciled them in on my ladder for uh, sixth place. I like it. Okay. So I, the two teams that I struggled the most with kind of to where to put them on my ladder were actually the Sharks and the Cowboys. And I think mm-hmm. because of the similar seasons they had last year, I think they existed sort of like in conversation with each other. I agree. And after much soul searching, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. I've got the Sharks in fourth. Wow. Yeah, it came down to, I, I it, it it came down to I think their draw is is just a little bit easier, and I think mm. they're a well constructed team for the regular season. You know, but like I said, I don't I don't think I'll have a really good sense of how good they are until we get to the business end of the year. Um, and you know maybe they'll be better because maybe Hines will be better now that he's had a final series as the number one guy. And, you know, maybe they'll have a bit more luck with their injuries and maybe they'll find a couple more guys in the middle. But mm. um, also, maybe they won't. I'm notorious at being shit at ladders. So mm. was this whole thing just an elaborate reverse drinks against the Sharks, my one true enemies, perhaps? Sarah, where do you, you got them? I said fourth as well. I think that... <sighs> Jesus Christ. I, it's mm. not ridiculous. Can't no, it's not. No, I'm just saying for no, a pessimist. Just, no, it's just for that, a pessimist just that that's very optimistic. No, no but it's just, no. just we agree. That's the tough part. Oh, no, that it, that it does hurt. That hurts. Um, I know you hate Paul Gallon, so I feel like anything to do with it's true. Me and the sharks. I I could be, never hate. I could below. never hate Bungard's close personal friend. That's Paul true. Gallen. My buddy. I'll text His him right friends now. Friends are my want. friends. And say hey. Hey, 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 thinking about you. XOXO. I just, I I agree with you, Campo. I think the draw is soft. I think that we're going to go fourth and then shoot it in the semifinals again. 
Probably against the bunnies There's... once again. Yeah. Vanguard's gonna. Be I was so you. nice to you after that game. You were really nice. You were, but you were just happy. To the point where you were off. like asking me to be meaner to you because you were like on edge because you were like, I, I just. Why I just are you wish... being so nice? I was like, well, because you're my friend and I like you and your team, and I didn't feel good about it. That was like when Shawn Michaels kicked Ric Flair in the head. I was sorry. I love you. And then I just got out of there with the win. And it was that was enough. Why don't you ever say those things to me? I say those things to you all the time. No, In fact, don't. I've sent you that exact gift. No, you don't. Many, many times. I don't wish your team the best. I wish you the best. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, I wish you guys. and your team the best. So to- just- a lot of feelings. A lot of feelings on the pod tonight. Yeah. All right. Um, Sarah, anything to promote before we get out of here? Uh, go Shark Park. And oh, yeah. Round one. Would you like to come with us now? Jokes. Yes, come with us. Yeah. Uh, no, thanks. I uh, got to get my hair cut that day. What if I buy you a delicious vodka Red Bull at Carmen's afterwards? You know I hate vodka Red Bulls. Uh, a delicious you're, beer you're then. Incenti- you're incentivizing <laughs> me to stay away. <laughs> a, a beverage of your choosing. My own choosing. Uh, you know, what? I don't think I haven't been. I don't think I've been to Shark Park at all since the Aww. redevelopment. Well, is have I got some news for you, Nick? It's not redeveloped at all. It looks well, the same. It, is, like, is it as it's like it's is honestly. It as glamorous it's, as I, as I, I swear to God, dreams? when I walked in there last year, I was like, "This looks exactly the same," but there's like a pet like an apartment building behind it now <laughs> it looks exactly the same but there's no leagues club to go and <laughs> also <out>. true <laughs> like, yeah you've got to get an uber back to like one of the other Northeast. shire establishments. Like, oh, yeah. making like it worse uber. making it worse is still a redevelopment they've That's still true. developed it, it into something <laughs> it's true. far more terrible than the already awful brand it was exactly it's just like the tires just redevelop it into it something truly worse. truly sucks but it's all about vibes all right oh, and with that said uh sarah any, any just shark park nothing else just good vibes just yeah, we love you, Nico. Keep Fantastic. on keeping on. Fuck, we had a big march. Footy's back. My Chemical Romance. It's all happening. Good times. Great stuff. Nick, do you want to come to My Chemical Romance? Uh, no, thank you. Okay. All right. Just checking. All right, Sarah. Say goodbye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Up say up. Goodbye. <laughs> say goodbye, Gambo. Let them wonder how we got this far, because you don't really need to wonder at all. And it's goodbye from me.